1: Alexandra Elbakan is the founder of the website Sci-Hub, and it came out this week that she is being investigated by the FBI. You see, Sci-Hub is an illegal venture. It makes research papers available for free to people who want them, bypassing the fees and subscriptions that journals would normally charge for that access. In this respect, they can claim the moral high ground. People who couldn't otherwise afford to access the material can read it. But the way SciHub obtains the journal articles it makes available is not legal. They're said to have obtained access codes from people at legitimate institutions like universities and just downloading and accessing the material is also a criminal offence. It's stolen intellectual property. Earlier this year, users of SciHub were warned by the City of London Police's Intellectual Property Crime Unit that their data may be in danger if they access the Russia-based site. So don't, the police said, use the site, because they might steal your personal data too. But was this a reasonable fear? Daniel Himmelstein is a US-based scientist who has also spent time researching and publishing on Sci-Hub's activities, and he spoke with Chris Smith about this back in March.
2: Sci-Hub is a website where you can go to to read scholarly articles. And what a scholarly publication is, is the main way scientists share their findings uh, they write them up, they publish them in journals, and many of these journals are paywalled, meaning you can't access the articles without paying or having university credentials. Sci Hub has found ways to access these articles, even though they're not in a university. So they are pirates, you could say, and uh, their methods are a secret, but. It appears that they find ways to impersonate universities and obtain access by getting on the university network.
3: So basically, they are the Robin Hood of the publishing world, as it were, then they're sort of going to the journals, bypassing the paywalls, getting the learned content, and then making it so anyone anywhere can get it for free.
2: Exactly. I think of them as a Robin Hood, maybe the publishers disagree, but (laughs) the critical aspect here is that almost everyone thinks these papers should be publicly available. They were publicly funded. The authors aren't being paid by the journals and the knowledge is really for public consumption. So in that sense, Sci-Hub is like a Robin Hood giving society and researchers what they need but don't have access to.
3: Nevertheless, what they are doing is is illegal.
2: Yes, it is copyright infringement in most jurisdictions throughout the world and for example, the companies Elsevier and American uh, Chemical Society have sued SciHub and uh, won by default judgment since SciHub didn't contest the, the suits. So yes, it is illegal.
3: So how are they still operating? Why have they not been taken down? Where are they?
2: Well, the founder Alexandre Albakian is uh, believed to reside in Russia. Uh, The American courts have little jurisdiction um, over that part of the world. And it's been sort of a game of cat and mouse. Sometimes the Sci-Hub domains get seized and then Sci-Hub pops up at another domain.
3: And what's the reason they've hit the headlines again this
2: week? The City of London Police, the intellectual property unit, released a, a press release saying that There are dangers to Sci-Hub that Sci-Hub essentially is an organization that hacks and compromises networks, and it could be dangerous to use.
3: And is that true?
2: I disagree with their characterization of it, because I don't think if you go to Sci-Hub to download an article that you're putting any of your own information or anyone else's information at risk. I think maybe there is some truth that sci has obtained the university credentials it used in ways that blur the lines. But as a user of Sci-Hub, it's not like you yourself are at risk.
3: I suppose it's hard to trust an entity, though, that you know are resorting to illegal practices to give you something even though you want it.
2: You know, there's not actually that much that you have to trust them. You essentially go to a website, you put in the identifier of the study you'd like access to, and it gives it to you back. If you feel comfortable going to a random website, you probably should feel comfortable using Sci-Hub.
3: So why has this story been spun the way that it has then?
2: Well, I think uh, publishers realize their business model is under threat, and they are looking for uh, ways to stop Sci-Hub. They've been looking for ways to stop Sci-Hub ever since its inception in 2011. And one of the ironic aspects is most of the attempts to stop Sci-Hub actually just make more people aware of it. So, for example, after the uh, suits by Elsevier and the American Chemical Society, search interest on Google of Sci-Hub went way up. And events like these are the ways that people hear for the first time about Sci-Hub and then say, wow, I could use that to access the literature.
3: Has there been any Backlash against what you regard as uh, as incorrect publicity
2: on Twitter. I saw quite a bit of backlash, and perhaps the most common one is where people uh, retweet the uh, police press release and say, "Do not use SciHub. Do not get free access to scholarly articles that you may need to read to do your research or to understand a disease that's affecting a family member." That seems to be the most common ironic response.